0: Dreft, dreft,
1: dreft your dishes and oh how they shine, shine without wiping in half of the time and look bright, bright, so don't you get left, get dreft. For dishes that shine even without wiping, get dreft, the greatest dishwashing discovery in 2,000 years. Dreft, Procter & Gamble's something Miracle, makes even your nicest glassware sparkle like jewels, towel, or no towel. Get dreft in the bright green package. Remember, don't you get left, get dreft.
2: Danny Thomas appeared through the courtesy of Metro Goldwyn Mayer, producers of the Sea of Grass. Danny Thomas's songs were written by Jerry sealan with special music by Carmen Dragon. Why isn't there more soap? Well, because adequate supplies of soap, fabrics, medicines, and many products can't be made without more fats than are available today. That's why everyone is urged to save every drop of kitchen fats every day. The need is urgent, the reason sound, and dealers now pay more per pound.
0: <laughs>
2: NBC, the National Broadcasting Company. <laughs> From Hollywood, it's dream time. get a great new, improved dream, the shampoo of lovely stars in Hollywood. The new miracle shampoo that lets your hair shine like the
0: stars.
2: (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, the makers of the new, improved dream shampoo are pleased to present the Dream Show, produced by Carlton Alsop, and starring Don Amici. Let me sleep, will you please, Blanche? Danny Thomas. It's a free country, I'm a citizen. And Francis Langford, singing...
3: Sometimes I'm blue. My disposition depends on you. I never mind the rain from the
0: sky if I can find.
3: Sometimes I hate
2: from Hollywood, thrilling beauty news about the greatest shampoo improvement in years. It's the great new improved Dream Shampoo. The miracle shampoo that means lovelier hair for Hollywood stars like Merle Oberon and lovelier hair for you. Yes, new improved Dream lets your hair shine like the stars the very first time you use it. For its quicker, richer, more active lather brings out far more sheen by actual test than any soap shampoo. And new Improved Dream never dries out your hair, but actually helps guard against bothersome dryness. Now leaves your hair far easier to set, curl, and arrange. New Improved Dream is at your dealers now in the familiar blue and yellow package. It's better for all types of hair. So do as Hollywood stars like Merle Oberon do. For hair that shines like the stars, use new Improved D-R-E-N-E Dream Shampoo. Remember, your hair can have that Hollywood sheen the very first time you use new dreams. And here is your host for the evening, Don Amici! Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, and good evening.
3: Hello, Francis.
2: Sorry I wasn't home when you dropped by this morning.
3: I wanted to talk to you about Danny. I'm worried about him. You remember when he said I was his favorite girl last week? Yes. Well, he means it. Now he thinks I'm the sweetest and noblest creature that ever walked on Earth.
2: Well, when did you discover this?
3: This morning. It was written all over my front sidewalk, and it took me half the day to scrub it off.
2: Well, don't worry. Boys often become deeply infatuated with someone beyond their reach.
3: Well, frankly, I'm, I'm very fond of Danny, but...
2: Hello, everybody. You leave for a second, Francis, and I'll have a talk with him.
3: Well, if it isn't Danny
2: Thomas! <laughs>
4: Don, Don, have you ever noticed how the leaves on the trees nestle in each other's arms, and how the honeybees stop at each fading flower, and how the blossoms dip their petals in sweet surrender?
2: Well, it sounds like you've got yourself a girl.
4: Yeah. Did you notice the difference it makes? You know, Don, I even comb my hair in the back now, where it doesn't show.
2: Ah, <laughs> uh, it's Francis, isn't it?
4: Don, gentlemen of breeding do not bandy a lady's name about.
2: I wasn't bandying. I was just saying it was Frances. Frances.
4: I'll never forget the first time I saw her. I said to myself, there is a woman.
2: Now, that's a shrewd observation. I'm in love with her. You in love?
4: Let's face it, Don. There comes a time in every boy's life when his Lone
2: Ranger badge becomes unimportant. You've been thinking a lot about girls lately, Danny. There are other things more important. What do you think President Truman would be if he thought about girls all the time?
4: At the YWCA. Where else? <laughs>
2: <They're> really, John.
4: <gone.
0: laughs> Francis is
4: different from other girls. For her, I'd swim the deepest mountain. I'd climb the highest river. Why, I'd even cross Hollywood and Vine in a pedestrian zone.
0: <laughs>
4: dangerous, brother.
2: Then you plan to marry her, I assume. Yes, and if we are married, who knows? Someday we may even be man and
4: wife.
0: <laughs>
2: Danny, you're making a serious institution sound farcical. You don't deserve to be married. What have you got to offer, Francis? You realize how accomplished she is? She can sing, dance, swim, ride, pilot a plane. Oh, we'll get along fine. I'm a great cook.
3: (laughs) Hello, Don. Hi, Danny.
2: Hello, Francis. You're
4: just the person I want to see here. I have a present for you.
3: Oh, thank you. What is it?
4: Chocolate-covered radishes.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Just what I've always wanted.
2: Danny, I don't see how any girl could be romantic about you. Why? Fellas like me don't grow on trees. If they did, I'd be in favor of reforestation. <laughs> Frankly, I don't think you know what love is. You just have spring fever. Now,
4: how do you know?
2: Oh, the symptoms are obvious. Instead of dreaming about girls, you ought to spend your excess energy in something more suitable for you. Play with your chemistry set. Yeah, but... Go out and kick a football. Then run around the block six times. When you're all finished, go home and take a good dose of sulfur and molasses. That's my prescription for you. Come on, it. Francis, I'll buy you a soda. Wait a minute, Francis, done.
0: Hey, wait a minute.
4: <laughs> oh, that big shot of Michi. He kills me, you know. He thinks he's a doctor. Right away, he's diagnoses. I said, diagnose my case. tells me I have spring fever. Oh, that guy. You don't know what love is, he says to me. I should have said, I do, too. It's a tenth word in a telegram, I should have said.
0: <laughs> Tries to
4: insinuate that Francis wouldn't marry me. I should have said, listen, Don, I could marry any girl I please. Trouble is, I never pleased any of them. Why, <laughs> he like, uh, tells me about symptoms. I have spring fever. I've got the spring fever, and he walks off with Francis. I don't get it. He's not too slick for me. His tongue may be as sharp as a razor's edge, but his brain has already seen the best years of his life. That's all I <laughs> Dried sulfur and molasses. What a nerve he has trying to be a doctor. I could be my own doctor. Much better one than he is. I could be the greatest doctor in the world. Sure, why not? It's a free country. I'm a citizen. Gee, I can just see me now. Astounding the medical profession. All I need is 12 good doctor jokes and a musical bridge from Carmen Dragon. <laughs> Nurse.
3: Yes, doctor. Needle, please. Needle. Scissors. Scissors.
4: Steady now. There. Done. Done.
3: Doctor, you're wonderful.
4: Not a bad job. I don't think the patch will show unless I bend over. (laughs) Doctor, you're remarkable. Oh, it's nothing really compared to some of my accomplishments. Did you know that I finally succeeded in isolating the Haemophilus germ? How exciting. How did you do it? Oh, I took it to an isolated part of town and left it there. It's
3: amazing that no one ever thought of that
4: before. Ah, that's because most doctors just look for the obvious. You take a glass of plain ordinary milk, for instance. Do you realize the hidden properties it possesses? Hidden properties? Certainly. I've discovered that milk contains all the elements for a plastic strong enough to make automobile fenders. That's wonderful. What's so wonderful about it? Think of the poor farmer getting up at four o'clock in the morning to milk a fender. <laughs> Are you Dr. Thomas? Yes, that'll be $10, please.
0: <laughs> but you,
4: you haven't diagnosed my case yet. That'll be $20, and please make it brief. I'm very busy.
5: But, uh, but I... But I... I don't know whether I can speak freely with you. After all, I'm a woman.
4: Yes, I noticed that when you came in. (laughs) Shall we dance?
0: Please,
5: Doctor, I'm under a great nervous tension. I've tried everything and nothing has helped. I've gone mountain climbing in Switzerland, swimming in hot springs, and skiing at Sun Valley. And now I've come to you as a last resort.
0: (laughs) Well,
4: this isn't much of a resort, but you could try sliding down the roll-top. Definitely.
5: Please help me, Doctor. If this terrible strain keeps up, I'll, I'll
4: find myself an old woman. Why, look and see if you can find me a young one.
0: <laughs> Tell me, madam,
4: why do you feel the need of a doctor?
0: Well,
5: I've been suffering from hallucinations lately. I, uh, I keep imagining that little men are following me wherever I go. Oh, I see.
4: You want to know how to get rid of the little men?
5: No, I want to know how to catch them. <laughs> Obviously, madam,
4: you're suffering from a severe shock. Has anything frightened you lately? Well,
5: just the other night, a, a burglar broke into my house. What did
4: you
0: do?
5: I immediately locked all the doors and windows, but he managed to get to the phone and call the police.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Dr.
4: Thomas speaking? Yes? Hmm. Hmm. No, Mrs. Oakford, I can't leave the office. I'll have to examine your floating rib here.
0: <laughs> Wait
4: until it's high tide and float it over.
0: <laughs> and now, madam, to get back to you.
4: I'll have to call in my assistant for consultation. Oh, uh, Dr. Amici.
0: Yes? Hmm. <laughs> You've
4: had your ear to the
2: keyhole. How do you think we should treat this woman? Well, the first thing in cases like this is to have the patient sheared and clipped. <laughs> You'll have to
4: forgive Dr. Amici. He used to work in a cat and dog hospital. (laughs) Amici, I've told you a hundred times, we don't shear and clip the patient's here.
2: Just clip them. (laughs) Allow me to examine her, Dr. Thomas. Madam, will you please say, ah, ah. 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 Stick around, folks. You'll get back
4: to the dialogue in a minute. <laughs> I
2: can't see a thing wrong with her.
4: I can. She's suffering from a malaprop diversion of the upper cardiac diaphragm and the neuromuscular system. What does that mean? I don't know. The medical books are full of words. <laughs>
0: Isn't there
4: some cure for me? I don't know. After all, I'm only a doctor. But let me tell you about a new drug I just invented. There are many mental giants who've contributed to science in ways that will last forever. But I've recently surpassed them, outmaneuvered and outclassed them in this wonderful field of endeavor.
0: (laughs) Salfanilamite! (laughs) Salfatara,
4: Salfatara. And Finicillin
0: have made their
4: claim to fame. But I've discovered a formula that puts them all to shame. I've discovered sulfahyathia, parapentanilamide. Doctors will adore it. It's miraculous, stupendous, it's the most amazing cure but there is no disease for
0: it, you <laughs> <laughs> If
4: you have no sulfur, higher a, thi- a pair of run right out and buy it. And in case you've eaten poison mushrooms and you're very sick, I recommend a change of a diet. If you're really ill, just take one pill. It's the only thing for you. For this miracle drug... Kills every bug. And you know what? Kills the patient, too. <laughs> you can see that so high if tie a pair of pens and is a faulty fixer. So the best thing if you're ailing is to bury yourself in work, unless you're a concrete mixer. <laughs> Ain't that silly? <laughs> but it's better than so high if I a pair of
2: Do you know what's making news in Hollywood? It's the great new improved dream shampoo. The shampoo that means lovelier hair for Hollywood stars and lovelier hair for you. Among the shining Hollywood stars to discover new improved dream is Merle Oberon. Listen, here's what she said.
5: My hair now has the most glorious sheen thanks to new Dream.
2: Yes, here at last is a miracle shampoo that lets your hair shine like the stars the very first time you use it. For its quicker, richer, more active leather brings out far more sheen by actual tests than any soap shampoo. And new improved Drain never dries out your hair, but actually helps guard against bothersome dryness. Leaves your hair far easier to set, curl, and arrange. New improved Drain is at your dealers now in the familiar blue and yellow package. It's better for all types of hair. So do as Hollywood stars like Merle Oberon do. For hair that shines like the stars, use new improved D R-E-N-E Dream Shampoo. Remember, your hair can have that Hollywood sheen the very first time you use New Dream. And now our lovely dream girl, Frances Langford, joins Carmen Dragon and his orchestra to sing Dancing in the Dark.
0: Dancing in the dark And it soon ends We're waltzing in the wonder Of why we're here Time hurries by we're here And gone Looking for the light a new love to brighten up the night. I have you love and we can taste the music
2: Here's Don Amici and Francis Langford as John and Blanche Bickerson with Danny Thomas as Brother Amos in The Honeymoon is Over, written by Phil Rapp. The Bickersons have retired. Mrs. Bickerson writes in sympathetic anguish at 2 o'clock in the morning as poor husband John, victim of contagious insomnia, or Schmoe's disease, Broadcast the telltale symptoms during the crucial stage of the dread ailment. Listen. Mm-hmm. pattern Mm -hmm.
3: I was just getting used to your whining and giggling, but now you start crying and it throws me off completely.
2: What are you talking about?
3: You've got to stop it, John. I've never been so sick in all my life, and you won't let me get a minute's sleep. I don't feel well.
2: What hurts you, Blanche?
3: Everything hurts me. Call Dr. Marvin.
2: You don't need Dr. Marvin. I'll take care of you. Tell me where it hurts.
3: It's those clams we had tonight. I didn't want to eat them, but you kept insisting. You kept telling me clams are healthy.
2: Well, clams are healthy. They are not. They are, too. Did you ever hear one (laughs) complain?
3: I ate more than
2: you did, and I feel perfectly horrible. I mean, fine. Where does it hurt you?
3: I think I'm poisoned. My whole body aches, and I've got a terrible shooting pain between my shoulder blades.
2: So lie still and I'll fry you some cucumbers and hot root beer.
3: Fine <laughs> right, cucumbers and hot root beer?
2: Make a new man of you.
3: You just want to finish me off, that's all. Oh, Blanche,
2: I'm only going to make a poultice out of it. It draws out the pain. It's a new medical discovery.
3: What's the matter with an old-fashioned mustard plaster?
2: Okay, I'll fix you an old-fashioned mustard plaster. Where's the bourbon? LAUGHTER
3: What's
2: that for? To soak the mustard plaster.
3: John Bickerson. Don't
2: worry. I'll scrape the mustard off first. Where's the bottle?
3: I'm not going to stick any bourbon-soaked plaster on my back. You
2: don't stick it on your back. You hold it over your mouth and squeeze it. (laughs) Put on the lights.
3: I will not. I don't want you to touch me.
2: I'll bet you're not sick at all. You just thought this pain up to keep me awake. Why don't you leave me alone?
3: I can just hear you saying that to Gloria Gooseby.
2: Why should I say that to Gloria Gooseby?
3: Why, indeed. If you were married to Gloria Gooseby, she wouldn't stand for any of your nonsense. I'm not
2: married to her, and she stands for a lot more of my nonsense than you do. I mean,
3: why do I care what she stands for? I despise Gloria Gooseby, and you know it. Then why does she keep staring at you like she's hypnotized?
2: She doesn't stare. It's just that she wears those outlandish dresses, and they bring out her eyes. (laughs)
3: They bring yours out, too Now, look Let's let's
2: make a pact never to mention that woman's name again as long as we live
3: Well, I keep thinking there's something between you
2: I swear, I don't know she's alive
3: She doesn't mean more to you than I do
2: She means even less to me than you
3: do (laughs) I don't like the way that sounded
2: Well, don't go looking for hidden meanings Now, if you're really sick, I'll do anything you want to make you feel better. Now, if you feel okay, all I ask is that you let me have a few hours sleep. Now, is that fair enough?
3: Well, I did have a little headache before, but now I've lost
2: it. It isn't lost. I've got it. (laughs) Every morning when I go to work, I'm bleary-eyed, and I stumble around the office in a stupor. I don't know how much longer my boss is going to stand for it.
3: Why do you stumble around, John? Well,
2: because I don't get enough sleep. I'm completely debilitated. And only last week, I failed to pass an insurance examination.
3: Was it the same examination you had before? Well, certainly. Then why didn't you copy the answers off of the old policy?
2: (laughs) It's not answers they want. They give you a medical checkup. And apparently, I'm not such an ideal physical specimen.
3: I think you're wonderful. You've got the nicest legs of any man I ever saw. I
0: don't
2: think I'm... Long for this world.
0: Am I
3: responsible for it, John? No. I am, too. I know I am. John, can I talk to you?
2: Sure. Go ahead and talk.
3: I've been thinking about how we quarrel all the time, and I'm sure we love each other as much as any other married couple, and I know they must have their little arguments, maybe more than... <laughs> John! Hmm. You said I could talk to you.
2: Where well, am I stopping you?
3: I want you to listen. Okay, I didn't know your health was bad, and I'm worried. If anything happened to you, I'd blame myself for not taking the proper precautions. So you know what I think?
2: What do you think, Blanche?
3: I think you ought to make out a will.
2: (laughs) Make out a will? I thought you were worried about me.
3: Well, you don't want to leave me at the mercy of all those grasping relatives of yours, do you? The minute you drop dead. Don't talk like (laughs) that!
2: Say, pass on or something like that?
3: Well, you always say drop dead. Oh,
2: well, that's only when I'm talking to your brother, Amos. (laughs) You should be a little more delicate when you're discussing wills. Why? Well, because you make it sound like I'm going to go any minute.
3: Well, they don't give you two weeks' notice, you know. (laughs) You just told me you couldn't get any more insurance.
2: Oh, I can get all the insurance I want.
3: I don't care. You should make out a will just the same.
2: Okay, I'll make it out tomorrow.
3: You say it, but you won't do it. (laughs) Get up and do it now. What? Go on, get up and make out a will.
2: Why, you're out of your mind. In the first place, a will isn't legal unless you have two witnesses. And in the second place, I haven't got anything to leave in the first place. (laughs) Unless you're thinking of that phony stock your thieving brother sold me.
3: What phony stock?
2: Those 500 shares of Kentucky Salt (laughs) Peter's. They're not worth the paper they're written on. Nobody's going to take anything, and I don't need a will.
3: You're the most stubborn man that ever lived, John.
2: Why? Why am I stubborn?
3: It's the hardest thing in the world to make you admit I'm right when you know I'm wrong.
2: (laughs) There's the woman's logic for you. Suppose I do make out a will, and nobody can touch anything except you. Okay. So now you got all my worldly goods. First thing you know, you get over your grief, and... Marry a guy without a dollar to his name. Like that broken down snore specialist, Dr. Marvin.
3: Oh, I'm not going to marry anybody.
2: He'll give up his practice and take you for every penny. My hard earned money. The little possessions I slave for. He'll drive my brand new car. Drink my bourbon. loaf around like a prince. John! Why don't you make the bum get a job, (laughs) Frank?
3: Hey, John, what's got into you? Well,
2: why did you start all this talk about wills?
3: Well, I'll tell you, Amos just got a job as an old republic. Amos And he gets two dollars for every seal he puts on a will.
2: I knew he was at the bottom of it, that chiseling grafter. There's
3: nothing wrong with my brother, Amos. No. You're just jealous because he thinks up ways to make a living without working. Mm -hmm. All it takes is a little brain. Nobody's
2: got littler brains than Amos. (laughs) He's the cause of 90% of our fights.
3: Oh, go to sleep.
2: (laughs) Go to sleep, she tells me. Practically talks me into a funeral. (laughs) Uh, Gets her brother to seal my will. Keeps me up half the night with Gloria Goosey and clams. <laughs> now she tells me, go to sleep. <laughs> Can't sleep. Never sleep another wink. Oh. Mm. <laughs> Hello. The phone's dead. It's leaking.
3: <laughs> Put down that bottle of bourbon. I'll get the phone. I wonder who's calling it. The... Oh! my leg. Put the lights on. The lights
2: are on. Take off my sleep shade.
4: (laughs) Hello.
3: Glenn, this is Amos. What do you want, Amos?
4: Did you talk him into it?
3: No, and I'm not going to try anymore.
4: What are you talking about? Everybody's got to have a will. I drew mine up today. I left everything I have in the world to Jarko.
3: John. Yeah? Amos said he drew up his will today and left everything he has in the world to you.
2: Tell him I don't want her. (laughs)
3: John says he's very pleased. Fine, and you know, one good
4: danger says
3: another. Sure, I'll talk to him tomorrow. Very important to have
4: a will, Blanche. You know, there's a big case going on right now, and all the relatives are fighting over the door because a rich old lady didn't file a will. Really? Yeah, she had $100,000 in cash and hid it in the bustle of her wedding dress. Hey, tell Jocko.
3: John? Yeah? An old lady died, and they found $100,000 in her bustle.
2: That's a lot of money to leave behind. <laughs>
3: He says that about Never lo-
4: mind. I heard him. I'll bring my notary seal around tomorrow, Blanche.
3: You better wait till I call you. Good night, Amos. Oh, dear. John. John. I've got that shooting pain between my shoulder blades again.
2: Oh, let's have a look.
3: Right here. It must be arthritis or a neuralgia. It sticks me like a knife. What is it, John?
2: It's the price tag on your nightgown.
3: Here. No wonder my back was hurting. Holy
2: smokes, forty eight fifty. Is that what that nightgown
3: cost? Yes, I just bought it this morning. Oh! What's the matter, John?
2: Now my back is hurting. <laughs> Good night, Blanche. Yeah. This is Don Amici wishing you good days, good nights, and good luck until we meet again.
1: Draft. Draft. Draft your dishes. And oh, how they shine. Shine without wiping in half of the time. And look bright. right. So don't you get left. Get dressed. For dishes that shine even without wiping, get drift. Procter Gamble's Sudsing Miracle makes your nicest glassware sparkle like jewels, towel or no towel. Try Dreft. See why millions of women have made it America's largest selling brand for dishes and fine washables. Remember, don't you get left, get Dreft. Remember this beauty tip from Hollywood stars.
2: For hair that shines like the stars, use the great new improved green shampoo. It means lovelier hair for Hollywood stars and lovelier hair for you. Listen next Sunday for another pleasant half hour with Don Amici, Danny Thomas, Francis Langford, Carmen Dragon and his orchestra, and yours truly, Toby Reed. This is NBC, the national broadcasting company.